0: Download the free anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time.
1: Thank you for bringing me up this morning, giving me this dream,
0: this wisdom, this strength to persevere and pursue my passion of the dream. Have it written on my vision board. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David St. Clair Speaks. You are now tuned in to the St. Clair Speaks Show. Upcoming yeah. guests, a live webinar events and St. Clair Speaks Show trade talk. Visit St. today. Excuse, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. What's going on, guys? It is Brett Brennan with another Yahavi St. Clair. Am I a number? Wow. You are now tuned in. What's going on, guys? It's your hobby, David Saint Clair speaks, and you are now tuned in to the Saint Clair Speak Show. You are now tuned in to the Saint Clair Speak Show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Saint Clair Speak Show podcast. I am sitting here with my next guest, Nate Wilkins. Now, before we dive into today's podcast episode, we want to let you guys know that you could still move while being in quarantine. You can move your body. You can move your mindset. It's all about activating that mindset, right? You have to remember the mind tells the body what to do. So in this episode, we're gonna talk all things health and fitness, wellness, and keeping it together mentally, so you could transform your life and it could show for your body and your mindset physically as well. Without further ado, Nate Wilkins. Hey, hey how hey. are you? Thank hey. you, thank you for thank you for joining the Saint Clair Speak Show podcast. Yeah. So for for those for those who aren't familiar with with what you do in your background, can you give us a little uh, you know a short uh, introduction snippet of, about you and what you do?
1: Yeah, it's sunny. I'm excited about the opportunity to share some you know some exchange with you, some thoughts. Uh, you know, as we had an earlier conversation, that you mo, you may know more about what I'm going to talk about than I do. So you know, I'm I'm excited and ready to go. Yeah. So I. Uh, I call myself uh, the Ageless Healing Official, you know, and I say that I'm 66 years young and I'm in the race to reach 100. And so um, so how, how did I get to this place? You know, like anybody else, we had some health challenges, right, uh, along the way. I was working in parks and recreation for a number of years as an administrator, going to dinners and hanging out and eating. And I used to laugh and joke because, you know, my clothes started to to get smaller. I thought that they were making the clothes smaller when, in fact, I was gaining more weight and just seeing a lot more of myself. And as faith would have it, I actually... um, you know, had uh, some pains in my chest and I had the sense enough to know that I needed to go to the doctor. I went there to the doctor, they kept me. Uh, So weeks later, after getting out of ICU, uh, I made a commitment that I was gonna change my life and change my body, so I started to exercise. Then later on, moved to Miami, met a friend of mine that's gonna be on a podcast. We started taking classes, I followed her lead and then later on started to teach classes, we developed a business, and now we're working on this whole idea called the Ageless Workout. We have the mindset, we have uh, a tribe, and so we operate sort of dual uh, with, with what we're doing. So we're a small, uh, uh, tight-knit organization, and we reach out to people who really wanna live a better quality of life. We're not so concerned with people who are, you know, wanting to build a body per se. We wanna build a total person. And we also look at those who are maybe deconditioned or maybe had some some health challenges and what have you. I see my partner there, that's Shiva. So can I introduce you to her?
2: afternoon. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, The backstory, well, I am, a, I am a certified personal trainer group fitness instructor. I have trained and certified fitness instructors for one of the national certifying organizations. Um, my background is a corporate background. I've worked for university presidents in fund development And 15 years ago. Almost 16 years ago, I left my job to venture out into health and wellness. I um, have a special needs son who is autistic Who will be 30 years old next month at the end of the year and so what I found was I was asking permission to be a mom and I really didn't want to do that anymore in a corporate environment they were very good jobs they were very prestigious jobs but it didn't allow me the flexibility of my first priority which was my son and so around 1997 when he was seven years old I started training and my first um trainer was a bodybuilder and so we used to get up at quarter to four, we had to be at the gym and by five o'clock we were done with a group of women who were professionals, who had children, who everyone had a different story. So that's where the, the backstory of fitness began. And so I did classes and everything. And around 2005, I founded a company called Panache, fitness and wellness, you can see behind me, um, that because I believed that I could make a living at doing something that I loved and was passionate. That also allowed me the flexibility to do what I needed to do for my son. So I used my contacts in fund development and my contacts within the city. I've had a number of jobs in the city to branch out into a fitness concept that was a little bit different than just a personal trainer who's at a gym, um, hanging out all day, waiting for people. What I did was I came up with a concept where you actually deliver a fitness service. So the service is out of house. And so contracted with um, prestigious five-star hotels and spas, as we call it. And we built a crown full of jewels, meaning properties, where we go in and we provide a fitness service. That service can be group fitness, that can be personal training, that can be sales and design of the gym equipment, Anything that's around it with health and wellness. And we built up quite a following. There was only two of us. Um, We had a newsletter and someone behind the scenes, like the Wizard of Oz, making us look bigger than what we were. And so at one point, I taught 21 classes a week and had personal training clients and drove all over the city, um, which turned out to be fairly successful because I had a reputation for my corporate job. And so it transferred over into fitness. And so If you fast forward 15 years later, fitness is now a couple of billion dollar, many billion dollar industry. And so our um, basic fundamentals haven't changed, but we've addressed them to um, meet the changing times, if you will. So in addition to fitness, we also offer what's called Healing Now, um, which we're launching now. Um, And it's a concept where you feel better. And all of our brands fall under the ageless workouts. So we have an ageless workout that is more fitness. And then we have this brand that is healing. And so the healing brand came about because one of our clients suggested, but also I had a total hip replacement two and a half years ago. And so I went back to work as a trainer in eight days, which I'm told is a phenomenal story for someone in their 60s um, because I prehabbed or rehabbed to spend some time with physical therapists. And a the long story short, I had a joint toe replacement four weeks later, and then I went to Seattle four weeks later for a Special Olympics National Games for which my son participated in it. So I came up with this concept, if you have an understanding of biomechanics and basic fitness, you fit into a niche somewhere between a PT and a trainer. And it's like a physiotherapist, but you have this total understanding of biomechanics and how the body works as an athlete. And so that's where we're going. That kind of brings us to where we are today. Um, Nate and I both offer fitness. We both offer personal training. We do group classes. We buy and sell equipment for the county. We provide services to the county with only Mm -hmm. two people, if you can believe this. And then we have a studio right outside where we do virtual broadcasts that was just sitting there. And so now it looks like a real studio, always in changing mode, where we can broadcast to people all over the world. We have clients all over the world. So that's where... My background is um, in making people feel better and live
0: a better quality of life. You know, fit, clearly fitness brought us all together. You know, before you came in, I was telling Nate, you know, I was a certified personal trainer myself for the last seven years. I went from Wall Street to Westchester. I was corporate myself for some years since I started back, what, in 2013, went private, you know, found my passion for speaking, decided to impact lives through storytelling and bringing people together. Uh, yeah, I mean, to find some common ground and, and create a community within fitness, it, it's huge. I think it's much larger than the physical transformation. So, you know, what you guys are doing is, is really special. And hence to what you said, Shiva, about, you know, just knowing the biomechanics of the body. For, for one reason why I'm sitting on a stool versus my other chair, sometimes, you know, my hip flexors tighten up on me. Sometimes I'm, my, I need to work on my back posture. So, you know, just the everyday life, especially with COVID, even podcasting, doing the everyday basics, Uh, I'm still forcing myself to move as if I'm still in that element of, you know, working with say 12 personal training clients a day, personal standpoint, because you know, 2020 uh, has been somewhat emotionally overwhelming with all of the social justice, COVID and and, and everything in general, all of that factors in how, how have you guys been able to respond to that? Because with me, for example, I'll give you something to go off of Um, with the recent social injustice movements you know, my anxiety spiked up. Right. So I started dealing with little things like that. So I noticed I have to put more attention on my mental health. And now I'm doing a lot more mental health advocate stuff. So for that reason, I'm seeing a lot of change. So uh, anything with you guys as well?
2: about social injustice and politics the things should go back to the way they were where people didn't talk about politics sex or religion and then I bring them back to the fitness because the fitness is what really calms people down in an access therapy and that's where the therapy was you know for me relative to that I was training four or five hours a day in different activities tennis water boxing and running okay that's a typical day for me and that's a lot in your 60s um, so that is the, the therapy of how do you manage that? But again, because of the clientele we work with, they, the emotional part can be challenging. And we use a lot of emotional intelligence on our clients because if they're so comfortable, they'll say anything to you. <laughs> and if they are not so comfortable, they'll say anything to you. So we kind of bring them back to that um, feeling that we're here to make you feel better. We're certainly willing to you know listen to what you say Um, however, I really don't get involved because then it will antagonize me a little bit. then I have to go out and work it out in another four hours. But from the positive aspect of the business, um, we had a studio that was out there that we never used because we were running all over and we tweaked very early and pivoted onto a digital stage with a lot of our clients. So I have a client who's here four months out of the year. And when COVID happened, we went digital very quickly. And we also engage our clients so they feel like they're helping because they certainly know more than we do about a lot of things. And so if you position it that way, they're more willing to have a stake in the game and be an equity partner. And so that helped a a great deal. I think it's been positive for the clients that have gone digitally because it allows them to stay in their home. It also allows them to set a time to be there to leave. So it's not so much... Well, you know, last night I went to dinner and I'm late because I got to get my nails done and my hair. So it's given them a sense of schedule. And it has also made us available at that time. And then if you miss, we're not available. So we've built up digital, I think, fairly well. Not everyone has pivoted to digital. Digital is harder for people in our age group, however, if they travel. And so I've taught some people digital. One of the places we contract with, we were digital before they were. (laughs) <laughs> and then they went digital. So, you know, in some sense, even though we're two and we're very small and, and widely unknown, we were able to make that transition to pivoting quickly to, um, to accommodate our clients. In terms of us, it has given me an opportunity in 30 years of pandemic to spend time with my son because I've always been out there hitting the road, driving, hitting the road seven, eight, nine, ten 10 appointments a day. Now we can accommodate people by walking out clients to our studio and teaching one or teaching 10 digitally. And so I have clients as far away as Europe, Nate and I both do, who participate in classes. Now again, we're not a hundred, we're not the latest people on Instagram. You know, I've backed off the last month. I had an Instagram, you know, social media campaign, but that's not where my niche market is. So you know, I participate, but Nate does a little more of that. So for us it's been very good. It has allowed us some time to be at home with family. We don't have as many miles in our car, we're not driving, we're not stuck in Miami traffic. And I think it's really a good thing. We have a full gym so people tune in and we'll invite you to a class so you can see. We actually have a screen, you know, a curtain and we have a gobo shining with the logo and all this equipment. So it looks like an actual fitness studio. So it's it's been an interesting um, year for us and there's been a lot of growth. I had a client just bought me to another city to be with them for hit replacement. And, you know, that was an interesting experience and quite productive and fruitful and, you know, financially rewarding. So for us, it's been good from that business aspect. We continue to tweak, and now I hand it to Nate who does more of the social media and he does some of what I do, Nate.
1: Yeah, so, so thanks. You know, I, I'm, I'm sort of like you, uh, you know, the... The social injustice or protesting and COVID, all of those things mixed up sort of gave me you know, sort of a, a pause to, to go back and, and reflect and think about my own life. And so as a consequence of that, you know, I, uh, I had to go uh, visit with uh, a counselor or, or a therapist to try to, you know, sort of manage those thoughts. Because you know, at, at this age, am, am I supposed to be involved in the things or am I supposed to do more focus around my own self and take care of my own health and wellness and encourage people to do that? So those dichotomies sort of came into play for me. Uh, and so while we have done a, a number of things in terms of pivoting and working with social media and that's how we, we sort of connected with you um you know it's just always this thing for us now is you know we're we're um sort of lifelong learners that we're learning technology that we're we're fleet of foot we're adapting to all new situations and because we know now that things are not going to go back to the way they were now we may be able to get back in and do some personal things but virtual is here to stay the technology is here to stay, and so we can continue to learn technology and encourage others around us to uh, learn technology. One of the things that we realize or that I realize is that we people are looking for us to give them guidance. And so out of this whole thing, we we' are more than just you know sort of personal trainers or owners of a health and wellness and and healing company. It, it, I think that more times than not we're like uh, coaches or uh, uh, life coaches, if you will. I know that Sheba spends quite a bit of time just sharing with people how to live your life, what kind of decisions you ought to make. So this thing is transforming into a lot of different things for us. And as a result, I'm transforming as well. I hope that gives you some you know, some clarity around where we are.
0: Uh, that gives a lot of clarity. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're at a point where uh, remote is the future. Remote is now. and. Um, those who didn't learn how to transition, you're, you're like, you're already months behind. So, learning how to navigate social media, um, stretch your network, and build relationships. For the past, what, nine months, I would say, I've learned how to optimize LinkedIn, right? And really find the people that I want to connect with. So, when you said, hey, I have someone else joining in on the podcast, I said, great. Yeah, no problem, right? Expanding that network so I know, uh, you know, the right people to refer. So, I know if I get, you know, some. You know, I interact with, say, Mary from Houston. You know, I could refer them to your brand or your business or John from Detroit, so forth and so forth. So when I created the podcast, that, that that just gave me the key for networking. Right. So that's my only key for networking. So I've seen the value in networking, connecting. You know, you hear that saying, oh, you're one connection away from changing your life. Yeah, I've met those connections already. Right. And what, what people do is, you know, they open this door for you to walk through and they expose so much more to you. So, you know, this podcast has been huge in terms of just like hearing everyone's business story, your story of inspiration, what's, what sparked you to get on this path in health and fitness. For me, it started when I was depressed, right? I was skinny, got into bodybuilding, started training. My daughter came. I quit fitness. I didn't look back. I wanted to pursue speaking. I wanted to do something more. And I kind of wanted to stretch my story a little bit more. So with the pandemic, because I don't have my own actual studio, doing this from home just works perfectly. I couldn't imagine trying to do something like this. I had to fly all the way to Miami, right? Sit down with you two, get everyone together. Yeah, but doing, it, it's just so, it's easier, it's convenient, and you can meet people at volume. You can meet clients at volume. Um, how are you guys liking, uh,
1: if you really use it well, how are you liking, um you mentioned social media, LinkedIn? Take a shot at that. Uh, she yeah. doesn't spend as much time with uh, with LinkedIn, um, uh, I, I think she's more focused on other, you know, sort of business development things. But I spent quite a bit of time on LinkedIn uh, trying to connect with all types of people like yourself, um, and because because it, you know LinkedIn is, is broader in terms of the business approach, and so you know we're able to uh, identify. Uh, you know, some more contacts on a broader scale. There's all types of information that comes across in terms of, you know, uh, whether it be healthcare or uh, you're looking at digital um, uh, developments, what's new on the marketplace. All of those things are coming into play and coming across the computer. And I'm looking at people who are doing those kinds of things and sort of getting uh, what what I call a re-education so LinkedIn has been pretty good that way. Now you know, you know, I haven't really expanded as much as I in, intend to because there's uh, there's this thing that we do with other people—the training virtually—and then you know, sort of the personal things. But there's you know other educational pieces to uh, LinkedIn that uh, that we could take advantage of. So that's that's kind of what we've done so far, you know, and, and look to do more.
0: You know, having, having you guys on this podcast talking all things, you know, wellness, um, you know, the pandemic has, has been a really eye-opening. Prior to COVID, I wasn't much of an advocate for mental health till it came and boom, you know, lights on us. Everyone's pretty much in the same boat, right. right? Everyone's in the same boat. And, you know, there's the controllable and there's the uncontrollable. So there's the personal brand, there's the business, but at first there's the person, right? The person designed the business, the person designed the brand. So to see how you guys are pivoting and still making that progress going the right way, a lot of, you know, health and fitness, you know, corporations, especially there's a small business gym by me that I went to for five years. They're financially struggling. I haven't stepped foot in a gym in almost 11 months. This is the longest I've went without working out in a gym. So I've been doing a lot of my pull-up bar here. I've been doing a lot of calisthenics. I'm TRX certified. You know, I have my rip trainer, so I do a lot of body weight and high intensity training and just finding different things. And I've learned personally to share you guys to share this with you. I am someone who hated cardiovascular training. Hated it. I bought a bike during this pandemic. I've been cycling and I found new things that work for me. I found new things that find that spark in, in, in fitness again. And for someone that's been doing it for so long, you know, I mean, you guys know, you know, working with clients and to have that, that energy that you have for the client to give that same energy to you and be your own personal trainer and to find that spark again, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's powerful to find courage during a crisis. It's, it's powerful.
1: Can can I I just jump in there real quick, because I know she's not going to do this, but, um, Shiva loves uh, you know, loves to, to run, we, uh, when the pandemic hit, we started uh, going around our, our area. Uh, she would run and I would walk and we would uh, run, walk miles and miles early in the morning. We'd start like somewhere about 4, 4.35 o'clock and just walk and run. And um, we did that for a, a number of months, and now we have a, a group of people that meet us at 5 a.m. Uh, mm. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and we take our walk still, uh, sort of social distancing. But she's still out doing the the you know the running, but but uh, you know I, I guess she can weigh in a little bit more on other things she's doing around cardiovascular. Uh, I'm, I'm just a, a, a walker, I'll ride a bike, I'll take some other classes that elevate my cardiovascular, but I'm more interested in how do I uh, continue to hold on to muscle at at, at uh, 66.
2: Well, take a I, at I think, you know, I think for me, it's that I out of the box caregiver for my son who has special needs. So I have um, diligently dealt with um, what they've called mental health, if you will, which is not really, mental health is different than special needs. Let me clarify that. But I've been a caregiver and I think that's what's positioned me to be successful um, at the business side of it. And that's what I really relish in is at the business side of it. And please don't get me wrong, I support social media. I think social media is good. Right now it's not our niche market. And so I'm focused in on our small niche market, which is high wealth individuals who are looking for guidance for specifically us, because they're our age and they're older, and that's who we have access to. But back to how do you find the fire, I don't think you can give the fire unless you understand the fire. And somewhere you have to find it in yourself to do that. So um, the studio that we have, you should know, and we'll send you images at some point, is a two and a half car garage. It looks like a real gym. So... um, we have a universal machine. We have a step mill. We have a treadmill. We have trampolines, and and when we started this journey, I started this back in 2005. I am certified. Nate and I are probably certified in more things than anyone can imagine. I'm certified in everything with the exception of yoga. So I teach water. I teach, you know, obviously body weight boot camp. I'm a Pilates instructor, a mat instructor. I'm a Pilates reformer instructor. We've had training. I'm a medical fitness. Um, Specialist, which means I work with people who have cancer from a perspective of a trainer after you go from the PT, that niche market that is really expanding. And so in order to have a greater understanding of that, I think you have to do different kinds of activities. So, you know, a typical Monday tomorrow morning is a run, then boxing with a colleague of ours. I have two boxing coaches, which is a boxing class, then lift, then go to work and teach water, and then turn around and play tennis. OK, so, you know, I'm not the best tennis player, but I understand the body mechanics of getting out there, of rallying the ball, because I have clients who need to be either trained, stretched or managed psychologically with tennis in mind. So you can come up with the exercises because you understand the biomechanics. But I do this for the therapy of me and that, I'm, you know, and that I'm, and that I'm strong and also the social. So we go to different individual classes. So we have class pass. Today we did. Pilates with a fellow who is, when I met him, told me he was a a circus performer. He's Russian. And this is before my hip replacement. So when I can, I try to go to him because his whole body mechanics is more Cirque du Soleil. And so I need that diversity in Cirque du Soleil to keep the muscles nice and long, but to also keep the mass. You know, Not all my clients want to look like this, but this works for me. And I think you have to be able to take each, each individual activity and have that in your toolkit to do the business development, to a, you know, to work with the clients you have, to get new clients, and to have an understanding of their needs, whether it's virtual, in person, or they bring you to them. And so, I think it's being able to do this chameleon thing that I explained to one of my clients. We are able to assimilate because that's how we were raised. And so, I'm able to be a physio, a cancer exercise trainer, a can't, client with cancer client that just had a hip replacement you know and people are again looking for someone who has that diversity of knowledge you know and so that's kind of where we are you know we can go out there now and do the step mill you know the fact that you have equipment on site is a beautiful thing for people that market has grown profusely if you follow what i don't do is post so much but what i do do is i follow the social media trends so we have an advisor who, who kind of lists me. But according to Hootsuite, when you look at market trends, the business of digital is here for good. That's it. That's a, that's a, I think one of the things you also have to look at is what is your niche market and then how do you reach them? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it you know, LinkedIn? Is it Pinterest? And you'd be surprised. We had a, a student who was an intern who was 16 who put together a report in two hours. And that's the kind of, you need a blended kind of team. Not people who work for you all the time, like team you can kind of bring in. And that's what's gonna help you once you understand the social media and who your audience is, how you feed them. It's called feeding our audience. So we have a newsletter that's gonna start up again. I know the list, we've got 1,200 people. If I feed those 1,200 people, it's better than me having 5,000. Because they're loyal, they know who we are, they know what we do. And so that's kind of where the business develop come, comes in. And, and that's one of the things I'm willing to share with others. Um, how do you get the business to grow? And by the way, this is not bricks and mortar. We have no bricks and mortar operation. We have no overhead. So we had no rent to pay. That's what you want. No one to man it. There's no expense. We have colleagues that have gyms that are struggling. You know, We just don't need bricks and mortar. It's a service.
1: Uh, you know, that, that reminds <laughs> me of one of our colleagues that uh, we went to visit and it had had new equipment, had a place to to operate um, and, you know, pandemic shut everything down. So, you know, what is the alternative for, for him? So we like to say that we're the software of of the operation that we can give ideas, concepts, classes and support. But uh, and we think that that's uh, sort of the wave of the future
0: you know, to piggyback on, you know, to piggyback on on what you said, Shiva, definitely knowing your niche, knowing your market, right? Um, there, there, there were uh, tons of different personal trainers that I work with, especially the power lifters. Um, they would struggle with their clientele, bro. What do you do? You power lift, target every single power lifter in the gym, attempt in the deadlift, squat, bench press, and watch your market fly. For me, my background, again, is more so like TRX, kettlebells. Um, that's more so my style. So if I were to open up a gym, I don't expect to have so much free weights. I want a couple kettlebells. I would want a rack just to have a couple TRXs going because I know my market. I know my niche based on all of the exercises that I do. I'm not going to, I don't want to have a gym with things that I don't personally use. So if I don't believe in it personally, I'm going to say I don't believe in it, but if I don't use it, I'm not, I'm not going to showcase it, right? I'm not a power lifter. So there's certain things I wouldn't have in my establishment. So learning how to, you know, work with your niche and work to your strong points, as you mentioned, you said, now all your clients want to look like you. This podcast, because of one of my former uh, personal training clients is the reason why I'm in the opportunity to have a podcast. Um, we, we got the opportunity to shoot in the studio earlier this summer, and it, that came from personal training that came from, you know, building relationships. And I'm sure you guys have success stories with you know with tons of different clients that opened doors for you or gave you some really life-changing referrals because for me I, I don't i don't have that without personal training and that's why we're here today so i just you know i have to give a credit to all of the clients not just mine but the people that you've worked with as well and, and all the people out there that that give back because we give a lot we give we give education we give time we we we, we we make it more than just a personal training relationship. It goes past that point. It's past sets and repetitions. Do you have, um, if you want to share, you know, Neda Shiba, if you guys have any success stories from that standpoint as well that you want to share.
2: So it is about, um, first of all, it's about meeting the person and understanding them, but also taking them on their fitness, individual fitness journey. So everyone's journey is so different. As in, and I bring this back to my son, his journey was so different than everyone else's because he really doesn't fit in a box per se. Um, and so from my fund development background, it's really about cultivating and understanding um, behavior. There's a little bit of psychology there. There's a lot of um, what we call the five E's. Nate, I can't remember empowerment, encouragement, education, you know, and there's two more, but we also had the five D's where we did a video, um, for the school system back in 2012, and they called me and said, "We have a project. We need someone to teach all of our gym teachers boot camp." They said, "Do you have a video?" And I said, "Yes," and I lied. And we produced a video. And so we pulled down a box today, looking for some things. And I have a CD. You know, it's it's Panache Fitness Boot Camp. You can find the promo on YouTube. And so we put together a boot camp video. And so a lot of what we do has come out of um, inspiration but also cultivation of relationships. And so, you know, I could spend the rest of the afternoon, I won't bore you with the success of the cultivation of our relationship, but I can tell you, generally speaking, there is not a client that I have that hasn't helped us, especially during the pandemic. If you position yourself correctly, they will all help you because you're giving them something that, and for our niche market, it's something they can't buy. Basically our biggest niche market can buy everything, and you have no idea what I'm talking about, that they could ever want, but they can't buy good health and they can't buy wellness and they can't buy feeling good and that concept of agelessness. So I don't wanna give away too many trade secrets here. However, um, we make them feel good and that they're important and they can grasp their life because they can buy everything. They can buy everything that you have no idea what they can buy, okay? But they can't buy fitness and they can't buy that energy that we give them when we tell them about movement and you know we know this doctor you know uh, because of the context of the relationships and my my medical working at university of miami at the medical wellness center at the medical school my rolodex for my doctors is here we don't go into a doctor you know we have pts we have infectious disease doctors we've trained We've had contracts with Burger King when we first started. And so all of those people are branched out with the universities and the hospitals. So we're a virtual Rolodex and looking to mix with doctors that are concierge medicine doctors to recommend us as trainers, so we can get that next level. Now, do we train community clients? Absolutely. Do I have contracts with the county to teach water? Sitting right here on my desk. You know, do I have a request to provide maintenance for county equipment? Sitting right here on my desk, at 78 fire stations, those weren't as a result of someone giving me that. Those were a result of thinking ahead that I'm a minority business, and a lot of people should do that. You've got to diversify. So these contracts I've had since I don't know 2010. You know, sometimes they call me and say we need to buy, you know, 100 dummies for the police. So they put them out and they give them to a minority business, and so that can carry you through a summer if the POs for 40,000. You know, it's, it's about being diversified. And so some is, and those relationships with purchasing, I make friends with the people in purchasing and they call me, they called me a while away last week and said, no one bid on this. And I said, well, I'm sorry, I missed it. And it's for the 78 fire stations to provide maintenance. I can get what someone to th- subcontract that.
0: Thank you for streaming this episode of the St. Clair Speaks So podcast. Don't forget to visit stclairspeaks.com and order your copy of my first book, Sweats the Suits, available now in Kindle and Paperback Edition. If you want to be my next guest, or you know my next guest, refer. Give me a referral, and I will sponsor your business in an ad segment just like this. Visit stclairespeaks.com and learn more about the St. Clair Speaks Show podcast proposal. It's that time. Accountability for your personal training clients. Okay, Beth is going through a divorce. You know, there, there, there's a lot more going, because I've got hit with clients and, and of course, you know, I'm not going to disclose anyone's name ever, but I've had clients that had real dark personal issues and it hit me and I'm like, whoa, wait, I just got this, you know, I've, I just got into personal training. You're, you're going through a divorce, you know, then I had people canceling because of that. Then there's the financial, which I mentioned, the uncontrollable, of course. Then I had clients battling depression and suicide. And um, that's why I got more into uh, the path here. And integrating both. So to talk to you guys about just the basic of, of, of fitness and, and health and your brand and your business definitely does um, really, I don't want to say, definitely, it, it kind of lights that fire again. You know, it lights the fire again to, to create that community, to create that support system. So, yeah, I think that's huge. I think what you guys are doing is special um, to stay ahead especially with digital I'm still learning digital no matter how much I know there's so much to know there's so much to learn there's so much that you can do to grow even in fitness as well
1: uh, wh- whether it be uh, Oceania here in Sunny Isles or uh, on Fisher Island which is an exclusive island and you see all types of yachts and you know you know different kinds of aspects of life that you probably wouldn't get a chance to see and so that's you know sort of been sort of the byproduct of these networks that we've been able to establish but the other thing that i've, I've been able to get out of it is conversation ways that i can actually help to improve my own life and you know sort of give me a thought about how do i grow uh, from a business perspective when you know in before i was probably a Involved with uh, public and private sort of businesses and dealing at a, a certain level now, I'm seeing it from a from a whole different perspective, from the top down, so to speak. These people own, you know, sort of mega companies and make major decisions. So, you give me some sense of, you know, where I could be or continue to be if I wanted to do those kinds of things. So, there are certain serendipities that come out of this work that I didn't realize I, you know, I joke with, uh, with Sheba about it. I call it an uncommon freedom that we get a chance to pick and choose and go to places and be around people who are doing things and giving us some opportunity to grow and learn that we probably wouldn't have had before and, and, and also getting a chance to set the schedule the way we want to set it. So those are the things that I've been able to glean from this work.
2: I also think that to, to, to push on Nate is, and I, and I think we're very humble about it, we're very good at what we do. And I think if we had any advice to share with people, while we were blessed and we're able to um, somehow have this exclusive market, one of the things I wanna share with you is we work with what we call community as well. So there's a great dichotomy. I just call them community because they're not high wealth individuals. We also work with them, but I think it is the hours and the time that we put in to become level three spinning instructors. We're a TRX certified. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. I have to get my own resume out. I think all of this training means nothing except that you have a bunch of certifications, unless you have the people and the cultivation skills to understand what you have and your eyes are wide open to see where you go with the skill set that you have. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what has propelled us to have an opportunity to be the only people of color in on some of these arenas, okay, because we are the only people of color on these arenas. And it's not a, a, a color or not color. It's about how hard it is in America to be successful as a trainer and then how hard it is to be of color to climb those ranks to get the people comfortable enough to share with you what they really think while you give them the gift of life and have that maturity and are exactly the same age. And I think that has come through a lot of hard work of the certifications and a lot of hard work of both of us understanding business. And you know how do you get into this property? Who is the one that goes? Who's the one that lays back? How do you respond? How do you answer? How do you position? And I think that's also a life skill. So while it is equally as exciting for us to go these places, we would never be able to get there if we weren't the
0: best. <laughs> that oh, something? no, it's, it it you know you said something, you know, even yeah, groundbreaking. It, it to is. Make a living as a trainer is one thing. Living as a trainer successfully as a person of color, it's a whole different animal. We have to work 10 times harder. 10 times harder. No matter no matter what it is. I've been in a situation where I worked on Wall Street, Westchester. I've worked for some of the best fitness corporations and I've i've known some of the most knowledgeable trainers when we're in that corporation setting and it's like 15 trainers on staff what you know is one thing but how hard you hustle is a whole different animal so i filled my personal training book because i had a hustle i had to understand that some people you know um you know they looked into my background uh, my highest level of education was my personal training certification so after the high school diploma after that, it's okay, a couple of personal training certifications, so I'm going against everyone that has that exercise in science, precision and nutrition, you know, the the, the basics, right? But you're not going to out-hustle me. That's not happening, especially on Wall Street, Westchester. No matter where it was, I had to make sure that I had to grind harder because the way the managers did it, where someone signed up for the gym, they wanted personal training, you know, favoritism, that's fine, that's cool. But people do look at trainer bios and people make assumptions, okay, because this person has this certification, this, that, and the third, I'll get where I need to go. And and that's not that's not the case anymore. That's not the case. And especially in the fitness industry, where I've had some point of frustration earlier on in the career was, I. you know, I've seen people, you know, really, I wouldn't would say turn nothing into something, but some people do, do, who don't have the education, that don't have that experience, that don't know how to do certain movements, like the squat, the basic way, excel. And um, I I can't, I'll I'll be lying if I say it it didn't annoy me at at first, because I would be lying. I would be lying because I've been in positions where I've seen managers give, um, you know, the wrong potential clients to the wrong trainer. So it's all about the fit, like you said, Chiba. It's all about the fit, the niche, and also personality too. Um, a huge thing is, is personality because people know, people want to train with someone who's going to push them and go to the next level. Now, not everyone wants that boot camp, but s- some people do.
2: Wants to go to the next level. So, you know, the best asset of a personal trainer, especially for us, is the look. So we uh-huh. um, fortunately understand because we've been around a minute, we don't play the favoritism game. You do what you want as a manager with your favoritism. And we really don't play that game. You know, there are people in this exclusive arena that don't like me because I'm a black woman and I'm confident and I'm strong. But, you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to have dinner with me and take me home. Do you want to look like me or not? If you don't want to look healthy and strong in your 60s, 70s and 80s, then I'm not the trainer for you. You should go with Mary Sue, who has you squatting with your knees over your toes. And you're not my client, but it's so nice to see you. You know, I saw one of Nate's clients today. I haven't even had a chance to tell him, you know, and he was in the gym pumping by himself. He is actually a special needs individual. I can identify that because I have experience who's probably autistic, who was never diagnosed. He's 75 years old. You know, he's spastic, but I know how to manage him because I've been doing it 30 years. You know, and I simply said to him, you know, here's our mask. Here's what we put under our mask. You should use this. He, oh, I didn't know. But I said, well, you get one because we give all of our clients, gifts for Christmas and so you'll get a gift anyway whether you're training with him or not and then I walked away because you know he's spastic and he, there is the be- there's only one good trainer for this man and it's Nate and if he chooses to do something else God bless him they all circle back around because you have to have the courage to walk away and hold your ground and I know we know what we're doing and so you know we don't even play the spa director spa manager favoritism about the classes. Everywhere I've ever worked, they fired me. And every time they fired me, I got something even better because I didn't need to be there anymore. You know, we have a certain (laughs) je ne sais quoi that was taught to us by some of the early people that once you have control in those environments, of corporate environments of the members, the clients, the club members, and the individuals, you are more powerful than the management (laughs) because management can't do anything with you. I wanted to piggyback
1: on, on on both of those ideas. One is one is that we, early on we used what we call the leapfrog approach, right? That there were a number of people in these places that had been there for, for a number of years, you know, whatever, people giving them assignments and what have you. But because we looked apart, because we had information or basic skills from other things that we we were able to do that allowed us to pick it, to sort of jump over some of these other people and establish relationships and do classes and programs and trainings at a different level. And people found that to be exciting. So they they, they were drawn to us in, in those settings. At the, at the same time, you sort of have an attitude about how uh, things get distributed uh, is that it, it, what is for us is for us. And, and so over time, while some of these people may have been assigned to people who are not good for them or don't understand or know what to do, they uh, found a way to have a conversation with us or ask us about this or that. And seeking information or coming to a particular program that, that we that we're doing. So that we found that there's more than one way to get around all of these challenges or biases that may be inherent in situations that you find yourself in like like we are. So that, that's sort of the learning or the takeaways that I've had from you know these situations.
2: I think you have to keep your focus. You can't be distracted by the by the noise. I think you have to keep your focus. I mean, it is what it is in any environment. You know better than anyone what it's like to work on Wall Street. Okay, you know it's the it's the it's exposure and you it's you know six degrees of separation from the next person that you you meet. Because I've been in Miami thirty years, it's a very tough market to come into um, because they bring people in, and if you're not connected here, because it's the South. And it'll always be the South, except we're cosmopolitan because we're the entry point and everybody comes in Miami. Um, but it's difficult here if you don't have that base of connection. And so I was fortunate that I was here and had basic connection and had these people when I did the corporate thing that understood the work ethic and then it transferred over and then they introduced you and then they introduced you. Mine is more of an old school before there was social media. You know, and so that has proved to be Helpful as well as the social media, but it's that base of operation, you know, because the market's only too big. I don't know. Are you in New York?
0: I'm in I'm in New York. So, you know, I know with fitness, correct me if I'm wrong. I know some of the hot states, Miami for one, California, Texas, and New York for personal training, particularly. Because you guys have, correct me if I'm wrong, those outdoor, those outside gyms?
2: Well, I don't know if we have so much, so much outside gyms. I think what we have is an influx of people from all over the world who you. who you know come into town and they're at the locations that we are so therefore there's an opportunity to either travel with them or to broadcast with them digitally or they're here for a period of time. And then you build that rapport, and then they give you someone else that they know that's coming, and someone from over here, and someone that's over there. So I think in New York, it's, you know, I spent a week in Boston last week, and it's cold. If I had to make a living on in the great Northeast, I'd starve to death because it's so difficult to get up. It's dark early. Um, down here, there's a certain happiness that goes with being in Miami. So I think to that end, we have that advantage. We can go on the beach videos in January and put those out, if yeah. that was our niche market, if I was looking for you know, a million Instagram followers and that was gonna help propel me to my next level of financial freedom, we have that and that's kind of built in here. It wasn't planned this way. I didn't come here to do mm-hmm. this, but I think within, you know, within any area you, know, you have that opportunity.
0: Yeah, um, I think, do you see that that plays a part with the warm weather in, in Miami?
2: Oh, absolutely this is a fun magic city this is a fun yeah. capital people come here to have fun have you been uh, no <laughs>
0: no never <laughs> never I never been I never I, ser- I seriously never been um we're getting there everybody in New York is coming to Miami this is New York I tell you what I know who I'm working out with when I get down there though come on now <laughs> hey come on hey come on
2: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> on. I don't
0: That's that's the thing I don't have. Now that it's great to it's a good question. Do I know? And now I do. Now I have connections down in Miami. Now I have some people. Yeah, that's and that's the whole point of this podcast. Right. So to really expand my network, I could visit some people in California here and here. But now I could visit Miami and know I could get a, a really good group workout in. Right. Try one of the group X classes that you guys have to offer or maybe just try it virtually from here. Uh, But I know me. I definitely want to come to Miami. You can do the four men only
2: on Wednesdays with me. You can do the four men only and you can look in on my virtual classes with my with my lady clients. And, you know, because it's all about movement. You know, it's Mm -hmm. about progress, not perfection. Um, And it's about how well you feel after you do it. So, you you know, your goal is not my goal. I want
0: to, you know, I'm at a point where I'm where I'm getting back. You know, I'm getting I'm getting back and I'm learning my body again and you know, I'm starting over. You know, now I start my morning with my morning, my morning meditation. I do a little yoga, I do a little mobility just to get, you know, get the blood flow, get the mind focused. And um, it's been a life changer. I, I tell you what, just stretching every single morning for 20 minutes. I turn everything off. I do my Bible first, then I get right to what I need to do, do my stretches, then I go about my day. And I just, I feel good. I feel rejoiced. My body feels loose. You know, my mind feels well connected to my body and um, yeah, you know, life does take a toll, especially when you sit at a desk all day. You know, I went from being active. It, it, oh my gosh. I went from being active as a personal trainer five times a week to sitting at a desk five times a week. And it, it's, it's crazy. So I still want to move. I still want to challenge myself. And I think everyone that's going to listen to this episode should find ways to of course, you know, challenge themselves physically or mentally. Where can people find, um, you know, if you guys could tell us now, where can people find, you know, access to join you guys virtually for these workouts, um, for, for for just pretty much as anything here.
2: Nate.
1: So no, I, just, I wanted to say one one thing, then I'll then I'll answer that question. So one of the things that Shiva and I do is is we actually get a massage at least once once uh, once a week. It's not indulgence; it's necessary. And we also we also do stretching uh, and warming up before we do our classes. So the way that you can get a hold of me is um, Nate at AgelessWorkout.com um, or the Now Group Fitness at Gmail.com. We're on I'm on Facebook, Nathaniel Oliver Wilkins, and then uh, Instagram. It's the Ageless Workout Tribe.
2: And so one of, one of the ways, and then let me piggyback on Nate, what Nate says. So here's the thing. We have a number of brands and early on one of our clients did this with us. So we have brand and then we have sub-brand. So there's a brand called theagelessworkout.com. Look there. And then there's panachefitness.com. You're able to join our virtual classes from either one of those platforms. You can email us from those platforms. That makes it easy. If you're on Instagram, there's the Aegis Workout Tribe, which is our group of individuals, like-minded individuals. So we are a tribe of people that are growing and building community. Um, I think the Aegis Workout is on Instagram, yes?
1: Yes, uh uh-huh.
2: Kanash Fitness is on Instagram. So it's more that we want to, you know, we're trying to pull in all the markets at once with sub-branding under one parent company, which is actually a smart idea. Because one looks like it's more for fitness. The other one looks like it's fitness, but it's also healing. And we're updating the site as we speak. And to be quite honest with you, in the 15 years I've been in this business, I've never had a website until the pandemic. It's all been word of mouth because I never had the time. So you know, it's all word of mouth. We're one of the best kept secrets in Miami. The concierge know us. There's jobs that we turn down that are just not for us. There's clients. I want
0: to. I want to ask you this question: Why? And this is what I, I should have asked this in the beginning, but this is a good question. Why is this pod? I want both of you. i I. I would like both of you guys to answer this question separately, of course. Why is this? Um, why is this pod? Why is this important to you?
1: It's you mean me to take a shot at that first, shiva? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I yeah. mean, for me, it's a way of life. It's a way of staying ageless. Who doesn't want to stay ageless, whether it's vanity, whether it's feeling good, whether it's the ability to watch your family? Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel good. And this pandemic has only bought the necessity of feeling good to the forefront. So, you know, mine has kind of evolved out of necessity. I, You know, I wanted the best for my son. I'm passionate about it. I started training, I was passionate about it, you know, t- t- 20, I started in 97, you know, 20, 20 years later, I'm still passionate about it. I think it makes you look young. I think it makes you vibrant. I think it makes you have energy. Um, and it really, I couldn't have gotten here without the corporate background and the, and the life lessons and my special needs son. I do it because I love to do it and it's, it's gonna give me, I have the freedom now because of the pandemic that I don't work, you know, eight, 10 hours trying to get eight, 10 appointments. Now I start at 10 o'clock in the water. So I do water classes and I'm visibly in the water and I may take four or five appointments a day and that's sufficient at the income level I was when I was doing eight, nine classes, running all over the city like a nut. You know, so it's it's financially, it's financially rewarding. I mean, we're all here. This is America, it's a capitalist society. I'm not doing this for free. Although we do give back through Best Buddies, Special Olympics, you know, the ABLE United, which my son is a part of, and to people in the community that come to us and say, you know, we want to work out, with you go five o'clock? Get here, because at whatever level, it's about commitment, and so for me, it's a way of life. It's a
1: way of staying young. It's a way of staying vibrant, and it's a way of putting the brand out there. And, Make and sense? for me, yeah, for me, it's it, it's in my DNA. It, it is it is who I am. I walk it. I talk it. I sleep it. I eat it. I you know I'm I'm, I'm excited about sharing the conversation, meeting and meeting somebody else, and talking about the work that that we've done. I'm excited that we're able to share of uh, what we've done with other people, that we took uh, two sticks and rubbed them together when there were challenges and we got all of this equipment together and through our creativity and ingenuity and out of the inspiration and desperation, we, we build this business. And so it, it is a compliment to the work that, that we put together. But, but at the same time, it, it allows us to get the message out. We're trying to get the message out about being ageless, about these ideas and concepts that we live every day. And hopefully we're going to link up with what we call the three in 10 those people who really want to live life at a different level that, that want to be able to do the kinds of things that they want to do, travel, spend time with their kids, learn more about themselves, be more enlightened about life. And somewhere in there, maybe we'll meet some of those people down the road. Maybe they'll come to Miami. Maybe they'll look us up and say, hey, you remember I met you like so many others. I met you over, over a podcast or I met you somewhere. I'd like to do something with you. I'd like to help you. I'd like to do that. Or maybe we get some exchange like we have with you. So that's the reason why we're doing podcasts, or I'm doing podcasts to to really form the connections and connect with people all over the place and uh, share the the information. Because again, it's a second career for us, and uh, and it gives us a chance to to give back and to be more engaged in the universe. There you have it, guys. Wrapping up another special
0: edition episode of the Saint Clair Speak Show podcast streaming please don't forget to like share subscribe to the Saint Clair Speak Show podcast like i always say guys it's that time you are now tuned in to the Saint Clair Speak Show yeah happy david saint clair speaks and you are now tuned in to the Saint Clair Speak Show